Good morning, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you are having a good day. Hope your weekend has been going well, and I hope you are ready to get into the Word of God this morning. We are going to continue talking about missions. It's something that God actually commands us to do, and it's something I think we need to learn more about. The scripture is filled with God telling us we need to get out and tell people about him, about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But before we get into his word, let's all go together. Join me in prayer as we pray to our Heavenly Father. Father God, we thank you for another day. God, what a blessing it is that you gave us a new day. You put the breath in our lungs and you've given us strength to face another day. Lord, some of us may be having a good day. Some of us may be having a hard day, but whatever each one of us is going through, we know we can have the confidence of knowing that you're with us. And Father, I just want to lift up everyone listening this morning, wherever they're at, Lord, if they're listening on the radio, if they're listening on the Joy FM app, if they're listening on the live stream from the Joy FM, Lord, we just ask you to just touch each person. Lord, you know the needs and we give them to you. And God, you you give us such so many awesome promises and another promise in Matthew six thirty three, you tell us that when we seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, these needs that we have, Lord, you'll take care of. So, Lord, may we seek after you first, above all else. Because, Lord, once we realize you are the one we need, we need you more than anything else in this world. Lord, just this peace comes over us, and we know that you're taking care of us. And whatever mountain we may be facing, that mountain can be removed in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I just want to pray for folks who may be struggling with their faith. They feel a little weak this morning. Father, I pray that you would just strengthen their faith, energize each one. And, Lord, may we be people who seek after you and who serve you with all of our hearts, who love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and who love one another. You tell us to love our neighbor and our neighbors, everybody we come across. So, Lord, may we be obedient to your word. We want to thank you and praise you for the salvation that you give us. Jesus, that you came to earth, lived among us, yet you did not sin. You fulfilled the law. You fulfilled prophecies. And, Lord, you died on that cross for our sins. And praise be to you, Father God. You raised Jesus back to life on the third day. So all who believe shall not perish and have eternal life. I pray for those who have not believed yet. Father, I pray that they will, that even today would be the day of their salvation, to call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. Father, we praise you, we love you, and we thank you and just ask you to bless this time and ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us. Lead God and direct us into all truths, and may we be doers of your word, Father God, and not hearers only. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As I mentioned at the start of this broadcast, we're going to continue talking about missions. And I think it's important to talk about this subject and to pull out scripture about this subject. Because it's something that a lot of people, I don't know, if quite understand or, or maybe it's not taught enough. But often when we talk about missions overseas, we hear a response, well, there's so much to do right here. Why do we need to go overseas? Well, the answer to that question is because Jesus commands us to go everywhere. And yes, there is a lot of work to do right here in the good old U.S. of A. And right here in Dothan in the Wiregrass. And praise God, a lot of great work is being done. I know at Love and Action, we are serving people daily. We are praying for folks. We are sharing the gospel with people. And we're seeing people saved. It's just, you know, praise God. Over the past 
two years, we have seen easily over 400 people come to the Lord, and we praise God for that. But you know what? There's many more in our community who need to hear the gospel, who need to meet the real Jesus and understand how much that he loves them and that he died and rose again. And if we share that, that simple gospel message with people, that Jesus died on that cross, that he was buried and on the third day rose again, that people can, can, can grasp that, can understand that, and get a realization that Jesus did what he said he was going to do, and that salvation is available for them too. Eternal life is available for them too. That's hope. People need hope in this world. We have the message, and we've got to share it, and we've got to share it here at home, and we'll see that in some scripture we're going to read today. But we'll also see that we need to share the gospel throughout this world. And there's different ways to do it. Some people say, well, I can't go. And and it's true. Some people just cannot go. But there's other ways that even those who can't go can help share the gospel throughout this world. And we're going to talk about that this morning as well. And we're going to look at some scripture, Old and New Testament, where God tells us to tell others about him and about the gospel message. We're going to start out in, surprise, surprise, my favorite scripture, the Great Commission, In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, because this is Jesus giving us our marching orders before he ascended to heaven after his death, burial, and resurrection. All authority, Jesus says, has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age." That's crystal clear right there. We are to go. We are to tell people about Jesus. We are to make disciples, baptize, and teach. That's discipleship, to teach these new believers what Jesus has commanded us. That's another reason why we need to be in his word, so we can understand and learn what Jesus commands us. And remember, his commands are not burdensome. They're a blessing. And we teach 50 commands of Christ here at Love and Action as part of our discipleship curriculum because to be obedient to our Lord's command here, we have to know what those commands are. And we need to be living them out, and we need to know what they are so we can teach others. And so Jesus tells us to go, and as I've mentioned many times, when he says, make disciples of all nations, that word nations in the Greek which it was written in means ethne, ethnic groups, people groups. So you'll often hear me talk about unreached people groups. And these are people who have not heard the gospel or have very little access to the gospel. And so he tells us to go into all the world and make disciples. So we need to be obedient to our Lord. Now, just before Jesus ascended to heaven, after he gave us the Great Commission, we read a powerful statement he made in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, another one of my favorite scriptures. Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Very, very powerful statement here. Jesus is telling his disciples, therefore he is telling all of us who are believers, that we will receive power when we receive the Holy Spirit. And when you read, continue reading in Acts, you'll see where the disciples waited for the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem, being again, being obedient to Jesus. It's amazing what happens when we are obedient to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They received power. They, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and immediately they started witnessing. You remember Peter started preaching right away, and thousands came to the Lord that day. 
Jesus tells us to be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the way I've always looked at this verse since I came to the Lord is that where my hometown is, which now is and has been for a mighty long time, Dothan, Alabama, this is my Jerusalem. This is my home. This is where I live. And that's where the disciples were at at that time was in Jerusalem, so that was their home. And then when Jesus says, go out into all Judea and Samaria, I've always looked at that as going out throughout the, the region that I live in and then going out to other parts of the United States. And then he says, to the ends of the earth, then that's the overseas missions. The missions were to go and, and to tell people about Jesus and to make disciples in other countries because there's so many people and people groups who have never heard the gospel. And so that's how I've always looked at this. And as I've mentioned before, another very powerful part about this scripture is Jesus says, you will be my witnesses. And when you start breaking down that word witness, what he's talking about is he's given us power to be his witness, to to be his ambassador, to tell people about him, even unto death. So even if our lives are threatened about sharing the gospel, we still have the power to continue to share it, knowing that we could be killed for it. And knowing that if we are, well, praise God, we'll be with Jesus. So he gives us that kind of power to be his witnesses. So if you ever think, well, I can't do this, yes, you can. If you are a born-again believer filled with the Spirit of God, you have the power to do it because Jesus says so. And I can also tell you, you do, because if I can do it, you can too. And you may say, well, can you lead this ministry and you're a pastor and so forth? I hadn't always been. <laughs> I haven't always been a pastor. I haven't always led a ministry. I had to start somewhere, right? I, when I came to the Lord in 1989 in my Chevrolet Chevette at that time, that was the beginning point for me. And I started reading his word and I started receiving some excellent teaching. And I realized that God has called me, he's called us all to share his gospel with others. And so when I first started, yeah, it was nervous. I was nervous because anytime you do something new, you're nervous. You know, when you start a new job, you go in there not knowing really what to expect. And so there's a nervousness about that, right? So anytime you do something new, you're nervous. So that's normal. So if you're nervous, when you first step out to tell somebody about Jesus, it's okay. But realize Jesus is in you and he's empowering you with the Holy Spirit. And so you can do it. And so when I first shared Jesus with somebody, I had this realization of, wow, I really can do this. He really does what he says in his word, and he's empowered me to do this. And so I continue and continue and continue, and I can't stop (laughs) because you can't. Once you realize, you know what, I can do this. The power of God is within me, empowering me to tell others about Jesus, no matter their reactions, because sometimes people react positively. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're kind of, yeah, you know, kind of neutral about it. But whatever their reaction When you have shared the gospel, you know you've done what you're supposed to do. And so you can do this, I promise you, because Jesus says so, and I'm living proof that you can. I see people every day, like our volunteers here at Love and Action, who step out to share Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, and they do a wonderful job sharing him. And many volunteers for the first time, and if they can do it, you can do it too, and we need to do it. We have to do it. And I've said before, I, I don't know how we can't. If we've experienced Jesus, truly experienced him, and we've received his love and his grace and his mercy, his forgiveness, how can we not tell others about it? So they too can receive exactly the same thing. Let's move on in Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse 47. 
For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. This was Paul and Barnabas out preaching the gospel, and Jews were getting jealous and mad and angry at them. And Paul tells them that, look, the Lord has made a light for the Gentiles. You know, you've rejected him, but he's made a light for the Gentiles, that light being Jesus, and called them to bring that light, to bring that salvation to the Gentiles, to the ends of the earth, he says. So once again, we see the ends of the earth. So that means we have to take the gospel message outside of where we live at. And that's crystal clear in this scripture here, talking about Paul and Barnabas preaching the gospel. And praise God, they did. Powerful men of God. But you know what? The same power they have, we have. We have the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowered them. He empowers us. So we too can go out. And we need to take the message here at home, as we read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but also out into the world, as we've read in Acts 1.8, as we read in the Great Commission, as we read right here in Acts 13.47. Then let's turn to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and this is Mark's take on the Great Commission, as God gave him the words to write. In verse 15, Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. All creation. Not just the people here at home, but to all We see with the Great Commission in Matthew and Mark that we are to go, he makes that crystal clear, into all the world, to all the nations, all the ethnic group, people groups, preach the gospel and make disciples. So Jesus has given us a very, very clear strategy here. It's to share him with everybody, everybody we come across. And taking God's word to other parts of this world is a tremendous blessing. Mine and Martha's my, my wife, our lives have just been totally transformed by God by taking that step to go to a strange country, strange to us, and share the gospel. And I remember our very first trip was to Ecuador, and we went to an orphanage there to do work in the orphanage. But we also did some street ministry while we were there. We also went out into the rainforest to meet a tribe out there. And it was just, man, that was life-changing, of seeing God move in another country with people. We couldn't even speak their language, but we always partner with indigenous pastors to do the work of the Lord because they need to be able to understand it. And if we can't say it ourselves in their language, then our pastor friends can. It's just, it's life changing. And then we got open doors. We started going to Asia and first at the Philippines. You talk about a life changing time. I mean, it's like living in the days of Acts when we're over there that people are getting saved daily. Discipleship is being done. We're baptizing people. And it's just been, it's been awesome since taking that first step. You may be thinking, well, I don't have the resources to go. Well, you know what? We prayed for the resources, and God provided. I remember that first trip to the Philippines. We were invited to come over. An indigenous pastor there through a former employee of mine, actually, and that Pastor, Pastor Greg and I just started emailing one another, and he invited us to come over to lead a conference for the local indigenous pastors and missionaries there in the Philippines, in the the southern part of the Philippines on the island of Mindanao. We were like, wow, God, we sure would like to go. And we don't know these people, but we know that they are doing your work. And if you want us to go, please make the way. Two days later, in the mail, we received a check. We didn't know it was coming, and it was more than enough for what we need. 
and we started going. But it, not just me. Take an example, another example of my good brother, my good late brother, who's now in heaven, brother Rick. He when he was homeless. He was a drunk and he was homeless. And he got hit by a freight train and told he would never walk again. At that moment, he dedicated his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus started doing miracles in that man's life and even healing him where he walked for the rest of his life. When he, Again, he was told he would never walk again. Jesus had other plans. So here was a homeless guy, now a former homeless guy, who he didn't have resources, but God provided for him to go on mission trips to Africa and to Haiti. And I was on that trip with him to Haiti. We went together, and I was just amazed at God, at what he has done, how his mighty power healed this man, and how his provision provided for him to go to another country, and in his case, two different countries. So don't ever say, I can't go because I don't have the money. Jesus says, ask. You know, we have not because we ask not. So let's, let's ask, let's pray for God to open those doors and to provide for, for us to go to other nations. And when you go, I'm telling you, it is life-changing. You will never be the same in a good way, in the best way. I just encourage you to, to start praying now for God to open those doors for you and to provide for you to go and tell others about him. But while you're doing that, also share Jesus right here at home with others. Be his witness right here at home. Be faithful in the ministry here at home by telling people about Jesus, by making disciples. And God, I know he will open up those doors for you to go overseas. Now, some of you are saying, well, I can't go overseas. I'm physically unable to or whatever the reasons are. I can't go overseas. But you can still be a big part of what happens, of, of spreading the gospel across this world. Re- read Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. If you can't go, you can help others go by providing finances for others to go and spread the gospel. You can also be a part of what's going on in spreading the gospel overseas by supporting an indigenous pastor. You can help provide transportation like motorcycles. We do that a lot in, a, in the countries that we're in. We, we are blessed to be in eight other countries, the Philippines, Myanmar, China, Thailand, Nepal, India, Pakistan, Haiti, and motorcycles are a great form of transportation because a lot of these pastors, they walk to where they're going and how much more efficient and how much more, how many more people can they reach if they had a motorcycle. And so you can do things like that. You can help provide fresh water for a village who has none. You can help provide food for starving people. And what all of that does is open up doors to share the gospel, just like we do here in Dothan. At Love and Action, we do a lot with food because there's a lot of people who are food insecure. They, they don't know where the next meal is coming from. I know it's hard for some people to understand because many of us, we, we don't live that way. We, we have food in our cabinets. We have uh, food to eat, and, and we really don't worry about where the next food is coming from. We're very blessed if that's our case. But so many don't, 
And when we go out with food and we meet that need, that opens the door to share the gospel. And it's the same in these other countries. For example, in Nepal, during the pandemic, that country suffered tremendously because everything was shut down for a mighty long time. But we were able to assist our indigenous pastors there to take food, to purchase food and to take food to these rural villages in the Himalaya mountains where people were literally starving to death. And when they showed up with that food, the people were in awe, and they said, nobody is helping us except for you. And you're talking about this Jesus. We want to know about him. And over 3,000 people have come to the Lord because of that. So it takes finances to do that, and you can help do that. So if you can't go physically, you can help financially. You can also pray. We can all pray. We can all pray. So we need to pray for the gospel to be spread among the nations. Jesus even tells us in Matthew 9, 38, Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. So we need to pray like the Lord tells us to. So we can go, we can pray, and we can give financially to help spread the gospel, to help do the mission work that God has called us to do. It takes all of us to do it. It takes all of us to spread the gospel throughout this world. And on the financial side, if you're thinking, well, I don't have much money. Remember what Jesus said about the, the widow's mite? That day, she, he said she gave the most. Just looking at it, you would say, well, she actually gave the, the smallest amount. But it's the heart that matters. And Jesus knew her heart, and she was given out of her need. So if everybody gives, and you put that all together, say you can give $5, well, you put that together. Somebody else is given fifty. Somebody else is given five hundred. You know, so forth. You put all that together, you can do the work. And so, Jesus tells us to go, and He tells us to pray, and He even tells us to send people to do the work of God. Another important reason to go: Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse fourteen, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached and the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to when Jesus returns. I don't know if I'll be alive when that happens or not. The way things are going in this world, I'm kind of thinking I probably will be, but I don't know. I have no idea. Nobody knows. Only God the Father knows when Jesus will return. But I'm looking forward to that day because when he returns, then those who are in him, those who are believers or followers of Jesus, it's going to be the most awesome day ever. Now, for those who are not, it's going to be the worst day ever. But I'm looking forward to it because I know he's my Lord. I know he's my Savior. And I know I'm going to spend eternity with him, whether I'm here when he returns or whether I die before he returns. But he tells us that the gospel, his gospel, is going to be preached in the whole world as a testimony. And then the end will come. We have... A lot of good statistics, at least we, we think they're good, of how many unreached people there are in this world. And there's over 3.2 billion, with a B, 3.2 billion people who are unreached with the gospel. They have hardly any opportunities to hear the gospel. In some cases, no opportunities to hear the gospel. So that's why we got to take it there. We have to take it to them. And Jesus says... When we do and we reach everyone, then the end will come. So there's another great reason to do mission work. Whether we're going, whether we're sending and supporting the work, 
whether we're praying and we all need to be praying. And, you know, if those three things, some of us are called to do all three of them. Some are able to go to help others go and to help work being done and definitely to pray. And so just seek God and, and ask God, what all does he want you to do? And, again, don't limit God because God is limitless. He can do anything. And we can share the gospel to hasten the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even in the Old Testament, we see scriptures like First Chronicles 16.24, declare his work among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. Again, God is saying way back in the Old Testament, tell everyone, tell everyone about me. Tell everyone about what I've done. And why does God want, want us to do that? Because he wants everyone to come to him. He created us. We're his prized possession. He, nothing else he created was in, after his own image but us. And we become his children when we come to him through his son, Jesus Christ. Everyone's not a child of God. Everyone is a creation of God. But we become a child of God when we come to Jesus. And so that's why he wants us to go and tell everyone. Let's look at 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 23. Sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day. Every day we are to tell people about Jesus, to proclaim his salvation. Psalms 96, verse 3, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. So once again, he's telling us, even in the Old Testament, go and tell, tell everybody. So that's a clear message from our Heavenly Father all the way from Genesis through Revelation that we are to tell people about Jesus. Let's read one more scripture before we end today. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live in, on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. You see, every nation, tribe, language, and people are going to be in heaven. Everyone. And we need to go out and reach them. God wants to work through us. Does he need us? No. But he's a good father, and he wants his children with him, working, doing the work of our father. And so I just want to encourage you, and I pray that you're encouraged today to be about our father's business. When it comes to mission, reach people here at home or wherever you live. Reach people there. Make disciples there. And then go overseas. Go to other countries if you're able to. If you're not able to, then help send people. Help the work that's currently going on or even new works that, that are started. You can help financially and you can pray, pray for people. Those are all the things we can do to help proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout this world as he clearly commands us, as we've read some scriptures today that shows that. And before we sign off today, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus? Who is he to you? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Is he your King? Is he your God? If not, I encourage you to call upon the name of the Lord. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can pray something like this. Father God, I come to you. I know I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I repent of my ways, of my sins, and I turn to you. And I believe with all my heart, Jesus, that you died on that cross. And on the third day, Father, you raised Jesus back to life and I ask you to save me. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. 
And I confess right here, right now, that Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. And I thank you for saving me. And I love you. Pray something like that. He will come in. He will enter in and forgive you. And you will receive forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and life, real life. And you'll receive eternal life. And if you have any questions, please, please contact me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Or call us at 334-494-4995. I would love to chat with you. If, if you made that decision, I'd love to know that. And I'd love to send you some information and some next steps to live in this life for Jesus. Well, God bless you all. Thank you for joining me today. I pray you have a wonderful rest of the weekend and a wonderful week coming up. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.